This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, it's Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Cue the music. Hey everybody, and welcome back to this week's Steam Steam Machine Podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be one of those already. My name is Dalton. Joining me is the Destructo Bros. What's up, everybody? It's Nate. Damn, it's Willie. So I couldn't think of the rest of the verse to do with that, but I would have ended it on. And it's neon everything. Because it definitely was, but we'll get on to that in a little bit. Even the bow and arrow is neon. <laughs> Fucking everything is neon, and I love that spoiler but we'll we'll talk about that in a bit gentlemen it has been like a week or two um and uh we were playing i'll just get this out in the front we were playing yakuza 3 decided we wanted some more time with it so we threw out a short episode in between so that is why you are getting this here episode um let's start with nate how you been my good brother man doing pretty good just been Sure, Willie and me have a lot of video games to talk about, so I'll take the less exciting one, and I'll let him do the exciting one. We've been still on our bullshit with um, Phasmophobia. Like, me and Willie can't stop playing Phasmophobia. They went and added a ton of achievements to that game, and it's been a lot of fun just getting those achievements to pop every game, and just, like, giving us a reason to go in and try to get things done. And the cool thing is, is because this game has been around so long, every single achievement is super rare, because of all the people that played this game two years ago still count at the achievement numbers, so... Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. And one of the coolest things, too, is one of the Chivo missions is just get a hunt of this ghost for the first time. And it's not retroactive, which means the first, like, dozen times you'll play, you'll be like, oh, we finally got a demon. Like, we're still getting those trickled out to us. Hell yeah. I I love the one, I believe, Nate, it was you that posted the screenshot of it, where you got a super rare achievement for spending one dollar. Yeah. And I was (laughs) like surely that's a glitch but you explaining that now makes way more fucking sense yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like any game that's been around for a long time and they had to like apparently add a bunch of achievements to phasmophobia for the console releases because they couldn't get on oh. like xbox or playstation without achievements available oh, people want those fucking Gotta trophies gamer score, gamer score, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah so like they had to retroactively add all of those back into the steam version as well so it's just been a lot of fun grabbing those achievements and like <clears throat> And so now it's really neat just to see those cop out. There's two ghosts I still don't have, and I'm really sad because we died on a hunt for one of the ghosts I didn't have last night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for the gin. Was that the the gin? Yeah, I don't think I. I might have. I'm gonna see which ones I don't have. But yeah, like it. I mean, honestly, we're still really enjoying the progression system in that game too. Like I think we've talked about that yes. a little bit, where <clears throat> you can now like all the different objects, like flashlights and spirit boxes all of those have tiers now so if you play and get your experience up it'll unlock those for you to buy which i like because that kind of like gives you more incentive to to keep playing because you're like oh well if we get here Mm -hmm. we get to check out this new item it's gonna be super cool you know yeah because like we've got yeah one of the things that we've unlocked the tier three flashlights now so it's always it 
It's so much better. Like that was going the- into those really dark, woodeny type places, like the um, farmhouses and stuff. It makes things so much better to go in. Like if we could get you wrapped in one night, Dalton, I wouldn't mind going to the prison again, just because it's that much of an improvement. Like the prison or the school, even. Wow. Yeah, I've been. I've been. Those are literally the exact things I was thinking. <laughs> literally, I'm so stoked for the level three flashlight because now the farmhouse is no longer pitch black at night, and I feel like with three players we could do high school. Because even if the power turns off, you can actually find your way back to it now. As long as like I can get in bed by like eleven at the latest, so I can at least get like a nap in before work, I'll be good. Okay, we'll do that soon. Yeah. So I don't have Myling, Taie, Jin, Raiju. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got four types of ghosts. Yeah. Still. It's just been a lot of fun just going through it and playing that again. Me and Willie have just been like. Let's go hunt some ghosts, which has been a welcome break from playing competitive online games for me. Because, like, I started to feel a little bit burnout on Brawlhalla and Rocket League again. So, like, having something to go to to play with other people that I'm not worried about, like, winning necessarily yeah. feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think burnout isn't the word, but feeling like I need to beat an online person or I'm either letting myself or my team down is a little bit rough sometimes. So, like, I would rather be playing PvE games for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Although I'm really oh, stoked yeah. about the new Brawlhalla update. SpongeBob is finally in the oh, game. Oh, yeah, that's true. See, I really, I would really like to play Smite with you guys sometime, but that's another one of those mm-hmm. games where it's like, it's competitive, but I go into it like, I don't care if I win or lose. I'm just here to get experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we were talking to um, our uh, nephew, uh, Zachary, who told us that he thought if we were going to get into one MOBA, that Smite is absolutely the best first one to get into. So I, that's an opinion I've heard a lot, and now I know someone who – you know, does a lot of borderline professional gaming. He appreciates that game. It, too. it reminds me way more of, I think I've mentioned this before, World of Warcraft arenas than it does hmm. gameplay that I've seen of League of Legends and things like that. Cool. Which is so weird because it literally war, it was a Warcraft 3 arena that um, Defense of the Ancients started out as. Yeah. That was like the first MOBA. Yeah, which is a great name, by the way. I don't know. I hate that people shortened it to Dota because Defense of the Defense of the Ancients is just such a cool name. I had no idea what Dota yeah. meant. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either until just now. That's why I'm saying, like, I, it's so sad that people say Dota because whatever you said it was. <laughs> Thank you, of defense the of the ancients. ancients. My brain blanked. That's why they call it dope, kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, that just sounds so much cooler. Um, and I want to say this before I forget: the developers of Phasmophobia missed out on a hilariously awesome opportunity for at least three people, which would be us. For the platinum, once you get all the trophies to be named, if you have ghosts, <laughs> you have everything. Get every achievement. Like, is that, yes, that would have been perfect. And if I pop the platinum one day and it's not, I say platinum like I'm still a PlayStation player. You know <laughs> what I mean? Pop the platinum and uh, get the credit for that. I'm going to be upset if it's named anything else. And I'm sure I can go look and see what it's named. And it's probably not that, but still. <laughs> I've literally never done gamer score PlayStation. The last PlayStation I had was three, and I didn't really use it online. And I still call 100% achieving a game platinuming it. So you're not alone. I'm, I'm telling you. It's like, I, even if I played on Xbox, I don't think I'd call it gamer score. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I got the trophies, you know, like the achievements, whatever, Chivos. But when I get a gold or whatever, no, it's a fucking platinum. Get out of here. <laughs> It's a platinum fucking trophy. So there's this other game that you guys have been playing that I'm very curious about. Um, I, I keep seeing it pop up under your names. 
Um, I'll look over there sometimes and one of you is playing it and the other one's not. Sometimes it's both of you playing it and I assume it's that's together. It's um, not. If we're no. both playing it, it's not if together it's pl- because this game yeah. only has couch co-op. So for us to play it together, uh-huh. we've been oh. using Parsec. <laughs> okay. And Parsec is kind of like a fake couch co-op type thing, right? Yeah. It lets you connect into your friend's computer and just join them. And it recognizes the controller they have plugged in as a controller and plugged into your PC. So it kind of lets you okay. do the, and then you're like basically streaming the game for both of you. I believe. Yeah, it's kind of like those diagnostic screen share things, but very low latency and with a gaming focus. Okay, I believe that that's kind of the same thing that RetroArch uses um, for multiplayer type stuff with games that would normally back then have been yeah you know, couch co op. Um, but that that's super so so. Please tell everybody about this game. So we Nathan uh, found and bought me a game recently called Super Blood Hockey, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. But that name makes me want to play it pretty much immediately because <laughs> it sounds a low budget, two arcadey, and three. Did I say a two three? <laughs> Whatever. And three, kind of awesome. So I was hoping it would be a fun, forward, sort of violent NBA jammy type of hockey game. And what I was really hoping was maybe it would be an intentionally retro game because, like, super kind of makes me think of old video games. What I wasn't expecting was for it to literally be what if someone put the best parts of Blades of Steel and NES Ice Hockey into one package and then added elements in from Mutant League Hockey and the Kunio Kun games. Because that is basically what this is. Okay. Kunio Kun. Why does that sound familiar to me? River City Ransom, uh, like all uh, those. Okay. Super Dodgeball. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this so, up. So, yeah. So, like, the art style is kind of Kunio Kun influenced. Like, the characters kind of are very emotive, very big-headed and goofy. Um, but, like, the gameplay, it's it's four-on-four hockey where you can pick, you know, small, medium, or large-sized guys for your team, like NES Ice Hockey. And, like, they, you know, the little guy has a little bit more skating speed and a little more accuracy, but is easier to knock over and has less power on his shots. And then the big guy is the opposite. He can knock people down real easy, but he... uh he shoots really hard, but really, you know, out of control. And sometimes if you charge your passes, you'll knock down your own teammates by accident. Um, but uh, and then a the medium-sized guy is best at face-offs and is a good all-rounder and everything else. So then, but like Blades of Steel, it's a very fast-paced uh, hockey game. It doesn't have any penalties and there's only one way to get a power play. Just the same as in Blades of Steel. It's my favorite rule from any hockey video game and I'm glad someone finally stole it. The only way to get a power play is to win a fight. If you win a fight, okay, in Blades of Steel, the losing player is dragged off by the referee and sits in the penalty box for two minutes. In Super Blood Hockey, the losing player just stands on the, lays on the ground twitching until he can get back up for like around two minutes, but it, it varies. It's a little random. Yeah, and this game is called Super Blood Hockey because it is extraordinarily gratuitous with the blood. Like, if this came out back in the Mortal Kombat days, it'd be like, yeah, this belongs. It's definitely an M-rated game. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little cartoonish now because it's like, it's deliberately leaning into like the dystopian future bad sports game inmate type thing when you go into the career mode or whatever but if you play just like the normal mode like the tournaments or the exhibitions then it's just basically a really violent 8-bit <laughs> hockey game yeah see i would i would be in it for the uh the story mode to see how that runs because that was what it 
yeah, the franchise mode is actually extremely good in this game. I was surprised by how in-depth it was. Like, it's all about drafting your players, um, then improving their stats, and you can buy them illegal drugs to improve their stats, too. So, like, there's yeah. a shady guy out by the dumpster you can go talk to and buy steroids, marijuana, bulkers, and cutters from. And to help improve their stats and then like your players have a um one of their stats is brain damage so they have a total of how much brain damage they have and the higher their brain damage the more likely they are to get injured if they get knocked down in a fight and if a play and injured can be multiple things too like there's out for the game type injuries there's minor injury where you lose the player for like a week at maximum there's crippling injury which the player is in a hospital bed and you have the option to just pull the plug on him if you don't think it's worth waiting like the month it might take to get him back and then there's just straight up lethal injury where the player is out for the game and will not be returning ever. literally again. dies on the ice <laughs> jesus i i don't know if i can swing that this check but that's something i'll look into getting because that sounds it sounds interesting and i love hockey games and there's not a lot of good hockey games on pc there's like and that's one thing that's more that's why nathan's the main reason i found the game is because like i've been wanting to play a hockey game on the pc or even the switch which neither of those two systems that i own have an nhl game that's modern and you know what sucks is that like i have one for the ps4 but it's like I don't keep it installed on there because my dad plays the PS4 and it's like I can leave that room for him to he's not going to fucking play a hockey game. So yeah. I'm just like I know whatever. But like here's the thing. When I resubbed the Game Pass, it told me like here's all the games that you can enjoy using Game Pass and one of the ones that flashed across the screen was the newest NHL game. And I was like, <gasps> and I went and looked for it. It's on the Xbox version, but it's not on the PC version. And I'm like, how does that make a lick of fucking sense? I literally like, don't understand how hard it would uh, be to port the Xbox version of the game to the PC. Like, I feel like there's so many games that are just ported directly from their Xbox version to a PC. It just seems like it'd be such an easy thing and free money that they're not taking. I guarantee it's because they don't want to try to map the controls to mouse and keyboard. My argument to that is I own a game called Session Skateboarding Simulator that literally has in big words when you go to buy the game on Steam page. This game requires a controller. You cannot use a mouse and keyboard to play it. I don't think it's that. I honestly think it's because a lot of EA's uh, monetization model for their most recent sports games has been based on Ultimate Team instead of based on just the sale of the game itself. And I think that they expect that people on the PC will just hack in the characters they want because it's way easier to mod a PC game. And they don't want to have to deal with the anti-cheat stuff. Uh, There's another another possibility. Well, and also, like... I don't blame like skate and recession. I mean, for having that because we all know real Yakuza use a gamepad. Real Yakuza use a gamepad. Word. I remember when I was with Megan, she used to make fun of me for using a controller on PC, and I used to send her that that picture. Real Yakuza use a gamepad, and she was like, "You're not a Yakuza." And I was like, I am Goro Majima, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to make fun of Nate for using a controller in inappropriate times, but I think Nathan has finally learned what games are better WASD and mouse and what games are controller games now that he's kind of been in the PC gaming space for a yeah, while. Speaking of that, I have definitely used mouse and keyboard for the game we were playing this week. I, I want to do one more, a little bit more talk about yeah. Super Blood Hockey, though, honestly. Well, Dalton hasn't told his okay, stuff so- this week either, so yeah, do the Blood Hockey. I just wanted to make sure we weren't accidentally transitioning off the oh, yeah, topic. <laughs> right, so uh, another thing I want to point out, when we use Parsec, 
Remember, it's one player sharing their screen and the other one's connecting. The game supports up to four players. We could have you in, buddy. <laughs> we could. We could. And everyone picks what team they're on at the beginning of the game. So we could all just slide on over. It doesn't have to be competitive. We could team up and be three out of the four characters and then just switch around, you know? I'm down. Hell yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. And I you don't have to own the game fun. for us to do that. But yeah, that's what I meant by the Parsec thing. You don't have to own the game for that oh, well, at that's all. that's cool. Well, that saves me um, fourteen ninety nine. Or if I want to get the special oh. edition, which is on sale right now for fourteen thirty nine, I can get the game and the mm. soundtrack for cheaper than the game itself. So, home. I will be honest. The soundtrack is short eight bit loops that really get stuck in your head real hard. Yeah. It's been playing in my head when I go to sleep at night. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm just laying down. Yeah, but the funny thing is, like, I, we literally picked this game up this week, right? I already have more time into Super Blood Hockey than I have into games like Sonic Adventure 2, The Talos Principle, and Arkham Asylum. I hope this doesn't make us bad podcasters, but I guarantee that if you count uncounted hours from us playing it two-player, we probably have put more time into Super Blood Hockey than Yakuza 3 and Far Cry 3 Blood Hockey. <laughs> that would make sense to me. I got intimidated. I got intimidated by Far Cry when it opened when it opened world. We'll talk about that later, but Word. Word up. Is it safe to transition now? Well, you got what have you been up to, Dalton? Well, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, transition. Okay. Oh, or, or um, not. I just also wanted to say that there are like eight eight teams and they're all different nationalities. And when you win the tournament mode, you get a funny little cutscene based on your country. And the I was really, really, really hoping. I didn't say it out loud because I didn't want to jinx it because I think it was the first inning I saw. But we, me and Nate was playing uh, as Russia. And I was like, please, God, just let the ending be Zangief's ending from Street Fighter 2 where Zangief is over there uh, doing the Cossack dance next to Michael Gorbachev. And we got there, and there's just a whole bunch of hockey players doing a caustic dance and a Vladimir Putin-looking guy in the middle. And I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> My goodness. So, yeah, but if you if you don't like the gratuitous violence, like the fatalities and on-ice injuries, that's only in the franchise mode. You, there's a slider so you can turn the blood completely off and just make it a very check-heavy hockey game with it's fighting. It's too bad that you can't so, make like, it um, like sand from Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yeah, we're good now. So, hi, Dalton. How have you been this hey. week? Uh, tired, tired. Yeah, buddy. I know you've been talking about your work. Uh, I've been I've been putting in like nine to ten hour days. Um, which, hey, when that paycheck hit, I wasn't complaining. You know what I mean? So no. it's it it adds up. But, um, I have been doing a few things. But there's something that I want to ask you guys, and I, this might just be me. It's you know, it might be that I'm weird. I have a favorite water fountain, right? No, that's super normal. If you find the good water fountain, you go back to you'll you'll change, you'll go to a different floor to get. Yeah, that's water super water. normal for neurodivergent folks. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. I, uh, whatever. The wind Dixie. <laughs> that's fair. You got me on that one. The wind Dixie on JD's route. Um, that I'm so I'm working JD's route this week because he's on vacation. So I'm doing Walmart and Wind Dixie. Right. So that's why I have to get up and go. I have to be there at five a.m. Word, you still have Win Dixie. I love oh, that. Yeah. yeah, I'll never, I'll never escape Win Dixie. Um, I feel like we've lost all of our Win Dixie's pick packs and piggly wigglies, and it is a sad, sad time. Well, I might be losing the Win Dixie's too because I don't know how many of them are turning into Aldi. 
I like Aldi as well, but yeah, I, I don't know. Winn Dixie just makes me feel. Nostalgic. Aldi's weird, man. I go in there and it's like, damn, it's like you don't have to give a shit to work here. You can just grab stuff and throw it up. Like, oh wherever. yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like that. Aldi is like honest about how much they don't give a fuck. They're like, you you came to the cheap store, you know what's up. But I will actively leave my drink in my truck when I go into this Winn Dixie, because back by the bathrooms, um, but away from them, is a water fountain. And I don't even know about the right one, but the one on the left, it's the coldest water fountain I've had since high school. Yeah. In high school, there was a water fountain that was behind the library that was absolutely fire. <laughs> um, it was so good. It was so cold. And it actually squirted a good distance so you didn't have to get your mouth real close mm-hmm. to the weird thing that it comes out of. That it, Lord. Those are the factors. you got to have pressure. you got to have temperature. Those are the factors. Yeah. Flavor is maybe third place today. Yeah. As long as it ain't nasty. It it's not sulfur water. So immediately, right. I'm all right. Like As long as it doesn't taste like eggs, I'm good. That's um, that Florida water difference. Half of it tastes like eggs. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's just, it's so good. But yeah, uh, so I've just been uh, doing a lot of working and playing some games. Um, I've really only been playing... Yakuza 3, um, Far Cry Blood Dragon, and Pro Wrestling Sim with like a dash of Final Fantasy 14 here and there. I don't even think I've seen you get on Final Fantasy 14. It's been the other three very much exclusive. I, uh, I logged in not last night. I think it was, either, it was either last night or the night before. I think it was the night before. And I played a little bit with uh, of the Fall Guys event with uh, Mikolov. Oh. Which is literally they implemented, for people who don't know, uh, implemented... Like Fall Guys courses, but made it work for Final Fantasy XIV's control system and the way your characters move, and it's super, it's super fun. I uh, I got me a cool hoodie oh. in the game. That's a Fall Guys hoodie, and I got a golden little crown that sits on my head. I was wondering if it was like if it used the Final Fantasy mechanics to play Fall Guys courses because that sounds really difficult to carry over. Those are two very different games. Yeah, like you can't grab and things like that. Like you can in Fall Guys, you can't grab and hold on to people, which immediately to me makes it better. <laughs> um, You're not immediately getting trolled sometimes by your teammates. But uh, Final Fantasy fourteen likes to think that they're really, really good at platforming, and I'd say that they're good at it for an MMO. But <laughs> that's th- yeah. There are some fair. serious platforming puzzles that they have that like you got to be precise, and the precision is there. I've seen people do them with ease. I am not that person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, especially since I play, it with, I play it with a controller, so, you know. Um, but, yeah, so anyways, um, I've been playing, like I said, uh, pro wrestling sim, right? <clears throat> I could talk about other things I've been doing and all this. Yeah, no, listen, I have a mod for pro wrestling sim that adds in, like, so I just download where people, there's like a website for total, is it total extreme wrestling? Is that the old? Okay. Yeah. That and Pro Wrestling yeah. Sim, they have where people have created universes and things like that that you can just download and play. So, like, I have one that's current day. I have one that's like the 90s. Um, I have one that's mm. like uh, all of like the popular legends from all of the companies. And, like, that's, that's oh, the cool. roster you go with <clears throat> and choose from. Um, so, I have one pulled up right now that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a new game with it. And I want you guys to help me choose uh, the rosters to use there's not a ton of them there's uh one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve there's twelve uh and we'll run through some of the people in them quickly just because okay. um but they're not wrestlers 
Oh, it's the uh, gimmick ones. So, the first um, roster is, or I'll, I'll call it um, promotion, combat mm-hmm. game wrestling. Set flight characters so and fighters. Got your main event, your main event people are Liu Kang. That's what I was hoping to hear. Sub Zero, Ryu, and M Bison. Nice. Your upper mid card: Johnny Cage, Shang Tsung, Scorpion, Shao Kahn, Eddie Gordo, Vega, and Jin Kazama. I was gonna get worried because until you said Eddie Gordo, I'm like, is it just Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat? No, nah, there's I still need my SNK representation, but I heard I heard a Tekken. Name there's a there, lot of Tekken guys in a uh, mid card. We'll run okay. through mid card and then we'll stop there. Like we won't worry about all the rest of the people. But so you got Aaron Black, Kano, Jax Briggs, Kotal Khan, Kung Lao, Akuma, Raiden. Okay. Akuma mid card? I okay. Yeah, I would argue with some. I would be rearranging these. Yes. Like when I when I got the yeah. guy, I'd be like, no, okay, Akuma main event, Raiden main event, uh, E Honda, upper mid card, uh, Hihachi Mishima in mid card is nice, Silly. dreadful. Uh, Fei Long yeah. Guile. Guile's upper mid card, at least. Guile can Fei Long cannot be the same tier. <laughs> Guile is a like a top five main known character in that series. Fei Long is just Bruce Lee redrawn. Yeah, uh, and then the other three in there is uh, Ken, uh, Huarang, I think that's how you say his name, uh, and Martial Law. Martial <laughs> Law should not be mid card, and I will fight somebody over that. Martial Law is like I- when I think of Tekken, I think of King and Law. And then Paul. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul. And the, and ma- all the ja- all the jacks too. Yeah. And then I started thinking about Hihachi and that whole sh- dick. Um, Gordo comes up to me a lot too, but that's just because uh, Eddie Gordo in Second Three was an absolute menace when you were playing random kids at Mister Daddy's. <laughs> so up next, this one's going to take uh, less explanation. Hmm. The DC Wrestling Universe. Okay. Your ma- your main event: Aquaman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Joker. And we'll just go upper mid card mm-hmm. for this. Supergirl, Batman, Black Adam, Darkseid, Steppenwolf, Druzod, and Harley Quinn. Now. That's some strange tier. Yeah. I'm going to argue again. Batman and upper mid card. Are you kidding? He's main event. What the? I mean, without Batman, what's the draw of the Joker? Without Joker, That's what's what the draw of the And Batman? the picture of the Joker that they used is what's his face. So, um, Damaged? Yeah. Jared yes. Leto, fuck that. Dude. <laughs> yeah. That's see if it's that joker, that goes down into like lower mid card. <laughs> yeah, mid card, lower mid card. Yeah, yeah. That, we're having that job Bob have a job out the kill you. I just want to hurt you really, really badly. Yeah. Fucking come on, man. It is a fun Joker to impersonate, though, because it's just like you take the Heath Ledger impression to just take the brakes off yeah, entirely. Just make it insanity. You want to yeah. know? I got these scars. All right. So up next, we got Dead Man Wrestling. Oh, boy. I have no idea what that is, and I'm terrified. So this one, this is not one I would personally pick. But your main okay. event, Rick Grimes, uh, Maggie Green, Michonne Hawthorne, and Negan Smith. Oh, okay. I see so what this we're is doing here now. cast okay. of yeah. Walking Dead. Walking, walking Dead. And I'm scrolling okay. through, and it's like, it's all Walking Dead people. So I'm... The problem is I can only name about six Walking Dead characters. I would not have any idea what was happening. Question, though. Does it take characters from the Telltale Walking Dead game? Like, is Lee and Kenny in there? Let me do a quick scroll through. Um, Because Lee and Kenny are great characters. (laughs) 
they're all from the show. Yeah, that's valid. Like. Okay. But uh, Daryl being upper mid card, I feel like the cast or the uh, fandom of that show would argue he's main event. But yeah, no sure. That is also one of the only ones yeah, I can I know name. The right exactly. Hey, Negan, Negan deserves I know to be the actor, main event. Negan, Negan for sure. If I know the actor that played your character from something other than Walking Dead, they can probably be top tier. <laughs> All right. So that that's Negan and Daryl yeah. for sure. Up next, we have a Joshi promotion. I'll call it. Yay! Oh boy, what is the gimmick going to be to this? Dead or wrestling. Oh, it's DOA. It's DOA. So your main event people: Sonya Blade. Katana, oh. Chun Li, and Poison. <laughs> so it's Femme's Fatal from fighting games. I like that. Okay, I wasn't quite right with the DOA guess, but that's that's cool. Uh, I like it. Upper mid card, you got Cassie Cage, Cetrion, uh, Jackie Briggs, Cammy, Julia Chang. Shout out for Julia being that high. Just saying, and Anna Williams. Okay, still no KOF representation. What's going on here? Who made these rosters that never played SNK? If Nina, if Nina Williams. Is under is she's got to be lower than upper mid card? Are you fucking kidding me? She came before Anna. Yeah. Okay. She's Anna's sister. She's the whole reason Anna showed up. You had to play through and beat Tekken Two as Nina to unlock Anna. Fuck off, boy. Tekken Two, the unlocks in that game. I never even owned Tekken Two, but there was a magazine article I had about that that I just treasured because I was I was loving reading it. It'd be like you beat this character, get this highly related character, and I'm like, this is dude, it was so cool, beautiful work. You beat it with King, you got Armored King, you know, Mm -hmm. like it was. Think Angel and Devil or something like that too. Yeah, yeah, Devil and Angel. Um, but yeah, so you got your your, I think Mokujin and Temujin or something like that. All right. I think if we have the if we have the male fighting games one, we should add the women's one too. That that seems like two fun leagues to have. That's true, and I could I could make it and like go into the universe and edit it where like one owns the other, so I would control both. Um, okay. So the next one is first person wrestling. FPS characters. <laughs> Duke. So Duke Nukem, Kako Demon, the Doom <laughs> Guy, and the oh, uh, what do we got? Master Chief. Well, yeah. Okay. So main event: Horizon, Loba, Wraith. And Master Chief, I think. What I don't know who any of those three are. I think they they have to be like Overwatch characters or something. Um, they're not even the popular Overwatch characters. Upper mid card, you got Bangalore, Lifeline. Oh, you know what? I bet some of these are friggin' uh, Paladins and uh, oh, what's and, that uh, other one? Oh, oh, Valorant. Oh wait, I think Wraith. I think Wraith is a Call of Duty operative. Oh, that's possible. That might right be there. what's happening. It might be Call of Duty uh, operatives. Bangalore, Lifeline, what, Mad Maggie. Pathfinder, Mirage, and Rampart. A lot of those sound like Call of Duty code names. Now that I'm thinking about it, no Doom guy, no, All no right, BJ Come on, man. No Duke Nukem. Yeah. So the the next one is this is the one I don't understand. So this one doesn't count. This one's just called Hero Academy, and there is I think I know what this is one be. person. They're a backstage staff, and it's Masashi Kishimoto. Give me a moment. I think I might have the audio of uh, I don't know what this is supposed to be. Maybe this is supposed to be like a territory. Did they, th- they for- Yeah, I think I know what happened here. Masashi Ki- uh, Kishimoto is uh, the Mengakahu crew Naruto. Oh. So I think they might have forgot to actually put the wrestlers on there. This should be anime characters. It should be a Naruto and Boruto thing, okay, I think. That makes- then Hero Academy, Hero Academia. I got you. That's what- I thought it was going to be a My Hero Academia thing, but he didn't do that, so I don't um. know. So then we'll move on from that. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Entertainment, or I'm sorry, Marvel Cinematic Wrestling. 
We can still say wrestling. It's not entertainment. <laughs> we we got to get the wrestling. Uh, in your main event, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Thor, Thanos, and Loki. That is probably the best main event list we've had yet. I'm a little bit weirded that no Spider-Man, but I guess he's not technically an MCU character at all points in time, so I'm happy with that one. It's true, and I don't see Thor on this list either. I thought you just said Did Thor. I? Oh, man, I might have. I thought he was on the main event. Oh, I did. Okay, I just went right <laughs> over that and didn't realize it. Uh, then upper mid card, we got Black Panther, Captain America, Hulk, Spider-Man, Vision, uh, Star-Lord, okay. Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Gamora, and Hila. Hila. How do you want to say that? I think that there are a couple you could argue one pass in either direction, but this is mostly a pretty good tier listing even. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with this one. All right. Neon Genesis Wrestling. Okay. I... So is it going to have names like Asuka and Shinji and all that? Hiroshi Shiba, Koji Kabuto, Tetsuya Surugi, and Duke Fleed. I don't know what's happening Duke here. Fleed. Like, I love all the Japanese names Duke and then just like, my name's Duke Fleed. Duke I'm the American here. And then you got uh, Ray Ayanami, Asuka Langley. Okay. Okay, that's the Hirok or not Hirok, uh, Neon Genesis. This is this is this is uh mech pilots from mecha shows. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Hurricane Polymer. <laughs> that sounds like a Gundam character. Oscar Langley, like I said, uh, Ryoma Nagari, Banjo Harren, and Amuro Ray. Oh, Hurricane Polymer is from a show called Hurricane Polymer. <laughs> okay, so so it's like uh mecha and like special suit type characters. All right, so. Just to quickly move through it. Um, next one is another Joshi one. Uh, or maybe it's Tatsunoku Productions ones. That might also make sense. Shoujo Wrestling Federation. So okay, is, I have uh, a feeling I know where this one's going to. Tatsumaki, Let's go. Fubuki, Psychos, and Caulifla. Uh, okay, Caulifla is a Saiyan from Dragon Ball Super. Okay, that so makes I sense. So I think that this is just female anime badasses. Because upper mid card is Android 18, Eagle Marin, Tawa, Common, mm-hmm. Android 21, and Officus Shina. See, what's hurting this one for me is I think mm-hmm. I only am going to know the Dragon Ball characters. I was really hoping you would say Sailor Moon, but then again, maybe you did and I don't know her Japanese name. What is uh, Japanese? Then we got up next versus wrestling. No, that's Tsukino Osagi. Is Tsukino Osagi listed in the top row? Uh, of the last one? No. Okay, forget it then. There is someone named Mermaid, though, which is cool. Hooray. <laughs> uh, but Okay, so there's only a couple left. So, versus wrestling, which is Sun Goku, Pegasus, Saya, Vegeta, and Cell. Upper mid card, you got Trunks, Dragon Shiru, Phoenix, Iki, Saitama, uh, Frieza, Zamasu, This is Shogun Gemini Jump Saga, protagonist. Got it. Yep. Well, not necessarily protagonist, but yeah, this character's from Shogun yeah. Jump. And okay. I just want to... Because yeah, I definitely heard Dragon Ball... Uh, Bleach, or not Bleach, uh, Naruto, and a few other things. And there. I just want to quickly argue for um, Pic- Piccolo. Can you give me that second row again? Second row? Uh, upper mid card, yeah. Uh, Trunks, yeah. Dragon Shir- Shiryu, uh, Phoenix Iki, Saitama, Frieza. Okay, how the hell is Saitama going to be in the second row of anything? Yeah. His superpower is literally he can beat anything by punching it one time. Well, I mean, they have Piccolo in the mid card, so it's arguable. Because Piccolo should be higher than mid-card, in my opinion, too. I agree. Piccolo's beloved. I love Piccolo. All right. Gohan's dad. Wrestling Diaries. There's no one in the main event. Upper mid-card is Celine. I'm going to guess from the picture, it's the chick from Underworld, but I could be wrong. Uh, Mid-card is Dean Winchester, Lucifer, Castiel, Clary Frey, Sam Winchester, Jace Herondale, 
Steven Salvatore, Nick Klaus. So it's basically uh, Supernatural and the Vampire Diaries. The cast from those. Yeah. Keep it easy. Okay. And, and that, Lucifer. That okay. So basically Supernatural mystery type shows. <clears throat> and the one that everyone's been waiting for. Maybe. X-Wrestling Mutant. <laughs> so okay. Got, yeah. Gotta have your that. main event is Deadpool, Wolverine, Magneto, and Apocalypse. Upper mid card is Cable, Mystique, Cyclops, Venom, Jean Grey, and Storm. So out of those... I'm curious which ones would jump out to you the most. I have my guess as to what y'all are going to go for. I'm a little bit surprised that Venom was listed in the mutant thing because I thought he's an alien symbiote, not a mutant. This is all kinds of fucked up, so I don't know. We can't get into the weeds. We can't get into the weeds with this. Yeah, because they didn't include Duke. They didn't include Doom Guy. There, there's so much lacking here. But I'm... Yeah, some of these rosters are just too disappointing to leave in. I don't think we can put the FPS one in because it's just Call of Duty for the most part. So if you if if one jumped out of you to be like, all right, that would be the one I'd go with. What one it would it be? Honestly, probably just the X Men one. <laughs> the X Men. I like the fighting. I like the fighting games one the best. So that was uh, the one with Mortal Kombat and all those guys. Yeah. Okay. So if I had a deciding factor with that, let's flip a, flip a dip can. Heads, Mortal Kombat, Tails, X Men, Heads. All right. So there we go. So combat gang wrestling. All right, I'll do that later. Thank you, gentlemen, because I could not choose between those. And it was driving me up a wall. So I was like, you know, I'm going to ask the boys on the next episode and just make a thing out of it. So um, other than that, that's what I've been up to is playing that game. And it's been super fun. There's not much to it, but yet there's a lot to it. And I really enjoy the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for Um, strategy to it, I suppose. I'll just use that word. Cool. Um, Now, we played. A little ditty that wasn't super long called Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Um, and I have, before we get into our first thoughts and everything, I have the O-dubs, the obligatory wickabootia bullshit. And that is my boys, my boys. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon is a 2013 first-person shooter developed by Ubisoft Montreal and published by Ubisoft. It is a standalone expansion to Far Cry 3 and the eighth overall installment in the Far Cry franchise. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Eight? Far Cry 3's expansion is eight? Yeah, so if you're going, really, there was Far Cry 1, there was Far Cry 2, and then there were like the Far Cry instincts that released on the Xbox Uh, because that was a little different. They couldn't fit the original Far Cry on there, so there have been things like that that have happened throughout the series. Um, Blood Dragon is a retro-futuristic parody of 1980s action films, cartoons, and video games, and takes place in an open-world island. Players assume the role of a military cyborg, Sergeant Rex, Power Cult. And gameplay is largely similar to that of Far Cry 3, though several systems from the base game were simplified or removed. It introduces the titular (laughs) Blood Dragon, a massive dinosaur that fires lasers from its eyes and can be lured to attack enemy garrisons. And let me just say, I thought the title Blood Dragon was them just putting two cool words together. But no, that's a thing in the game, and I actually kind of think they're pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, they are are pretty cool. There's only one more uh, paragraph I want to read, and then we can get to our thoughts. The game's development was completed in about six months. Uh, It was part of Ubisoft's initiative to release downloadable content that would appeal to newcomers to the series. And the team was tasked to create something unexpected as Far Cry 3 downloadable content. The, t- the game was inspired from movies from the 80s, such as The Wraith and Terminator, um, and mm. recent movies like Manborg and Hobo with a Shotgun. 
Oh, uh, okay. the director for Hobo with a Shotgun, Jason Eisner, became the game's informal advisor after befriending the game's director, Dean Evans. I always love that when they want to make a Hollywood inspired movie and they make friends with a Hollywood guy. Like, I bet Kojima's rolling in those right now. Yeah, right. Uh, Michael Bann, uh, Bean, I, I might have but- I butchered that last name. Apologies. Uh, was invited to provide his voice for the game's protagonist while Australian synthwave duo Power Glove composed of the game's soundtrack. <sighs> Oh, okay. I was going to say it sounded like some legit synthwave. And yeah, I've actually heard of Power Glove. So that makes a lot of sense. If I could give this game, if I was going to give this game the most credit, it would be for its soundtrack. Like the music Mm. was really good throughout it. Um, And just quickly, uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon was released in 2016. It was a spinoff of this. And an adult animated series has recently been released on Netflix in October of 2023. Loosely inspired by Blood Dragon called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. <laughs> Which apparently has a cocaine snorting Rayman. Has a cocaine addicted Rayman. Yep. <laughs> it just sounds like the most ridiculous show. But after playing this game, I am actually not surprised that it exists. Thanks for being soft. This game definitely feels like if it didn't get made as a video game, it still had a chance to be an adult swim cartoon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And the whole thing would have been like the cutscenes in this game. Just. <laughs> 15 minutes of that (laughs) uh so first impressions boys um when you jumped in what was your first thoughts can i actually back up to firster impressions because i want to say that uh i had before i played this game just vibes and things i knew about it and i thought i knew a lot about it and then nate watched the trailer and he just started reporting all these things about the trailer to us and i'm like Wait, is it even more of that than I thought? So, Nate, do you want to talk about the trailer any? I mean, the trailer is just basically the beginning of the game, honestly. So, there's, I don't feel like I have a lot to say about the trailer. Fair enough. It's just there were a lot of really funny quotes in it, and it made it even more clear that it was just going to be super awesome. What, what was the, I'm not a hero, policemen, firefighters, janitors, they're the real hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um. But yes, I guess like first impressions just jumping into the games like the opening scene, you're basically in a helicopter with this music that just completely vibes with the movie Predator starts playing and you're just in this helicopter with this Gatling gun shooting off like enemy soldiers off the top of the building. We're like, oh man, this is going to be a badass, awesome game. And then you get on the ground and start going through the tutorial phase of this game. And the tutorial is really freaking funny because like the entire time you're going through the tutorial, your character Rex powers is completely bitching about having to be in a tutorial. It makes you feel like the character understands what you're going through. Every time you have to play a stupid tutorial that teaches you how to jump, walk, move. (laughs) That was almost my, uh, my intro for this episode was, uh, can I just kill people already? Tutorials suck, and this one is real bad. Yeah, because it will not let you do anything starting off. Like, you have to learn to jump, learn to look around, learn to walk. And the whole time your character is just complaining because, like, I think that's a really good, funny dig at video game yeah. tutorials. Yeah. You literally can't walk forward until you are told how to. And then the, it, it's on the screen, like, press was. And then, like, the voiceover is like, you utilize your gluteus maximus, quadriceps, hamstrings, and calf muscles in order to propel yourself forward short distances. I know how to jump. Come on, just let me go already. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I loved it. Yeah, the first impression, like, of this game 
10 out of 10. Perfect. Wonderful. Beautiful. The humor is really good from the jump. I, it, the game cracked me up several times. And like Nathan said, like long tall Sally playing as you just chain gun down a helicopter ambush is it's very, very old school action movie. For sure. Um, and it's kind of like a weird future. Like, I'm going to be completely honest with you listeners. I can't tell you what the fuck was going on in this game. It, that's not the point. There's a hmm. ridiculous plot going on. And there's a part of it that I absolutely have to talk about because I think I'm the only one that actually got far enough to see it. Um, something I was, it's kind of like when Nate watched a baby get birth. And he was just like, well, wasn't expecting that. I just was not expecting what I saw. Uh, but we'll get there. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't finished this game yet. I am going to finish this game, and I cannot imagine giving a third of a shit about spoilers <laughs> for this game. Because yeah. all I know is when I see it, it's still going to make me go, <laughs> Yeah, 100%, dude. Um, so, immediately, so this was, correct me if I'm wrong, this was both of y'all's first Far Cry game, correct? Yes. Yes, and like you said earlier, they said that Blood Dragon was uh, intended to get people who had never played the series to try it, and all the time I've heard about Far Cry games, I'm like, I don't understand how Blood Dragon fits into all this, because it seems like a hilarious game that knows it's hilarious, and all the other Far Cry games are like, games with really famous, great acting performances from the villains and stuff. So I'm like wondering, like, would this be a fun one to jump in on just because I don't have to take it seriously? So I was really looking forward to it. That yeah, and like, same way for me, too, because like I've always considered Far Cry to be a very serious type game, too. Like, for God's sake, in Far Cry 6, they hired the guy that played Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad to play the main villain, who is an amazing actor. Just like, how is this thing going to work out with this 80s-inspired action movie thing? So yeah, it was pretty pretty good draw in. I say when we watched that Ubisoft Forward or whatever it's called, we saw him in that trailer. He was fucking chilling, just as a CG man with the guy's dude's face, an amazing actor, and his voice. Oh yeah, with that grenade scene where he's making his son mm. hold the grenade, and he's like, "Sometimes you have to drop it, you know, blow your people up for the better." That wild, so good. Oh no, I was talking about the, the trailer on the boat with the, the immigrants. Oh yeah, that one too. That one too, where they where they catch him high. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the, the one that I'm talking about, he's. His son's like looking down at these people rioting. Yeah, that one's insane uh, too. Yeah. Um, Far Cry is a little like Yakuza in the sense that the main story takes itself very seriously, but there are some hilariously wacky side quests you can come across, specifically okay. with Herc. Herc is a very, very American guy with a mullet who's like, Yeah, come on down, boy. Let's go shoot some animals and shit. <laughs> and things like that. Like, that, that that does make me happy to hear that because yeah I don't know I think we got different levels of enjoyment out of this game but I I'm definitely on the I will try another one in this series board for sure yeah and like I would like to see a full install and like the wiki said is that Far Cry Blood Dragon took a lot of mechanics and stuff and dumbed them down or removed them so this is a very simplified Far Cry experience yeah so. Kind of got through first impressions. What kind of other moments do you guys want to talk about or about this game? Well, I kind of want to go to the other side of first okay. impressions. So, I, again, the, you jump in. I love the aesthetics, the humor. Uh, the music is awesome. The character voice acting is just killing me the whole time. Because your dude is just doing all these action movie cliches. Setting himself up for it on purpose. Like, 
you tear out a dude's heart and he's like, oh, now that's a heartbreaker. Then you tear another one and he's like, that's still a heartbreaker. <laughs> like, he has so many stupid quips and they were cracking me up because mm. the ones that land, land, and the ones that don't land are twice as funny. Uh, but then, on the other hand, we get to the first actual mission you have to play. And I think maybe this one will work better for people who had played the Far Cry games before. Because it's not obvious immediately whether this game wants you to be a guns-blazing action shooter or a stealth mission. And it feels like if you try to do either, the game kind of hates you for it. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, I guess getting into gameplay a little bit, like... That's like I really actually did enjoy the first few missions. I started at the game on playing on normal difficulty and it was challenging, but like it felt okay to get through. Um, like obviously the character's still making all of his quips at every possible moment. And like, like you said, the story just immediately starts making no sense from the jump of the game, but that's fine. Who really cares about that in this game? But. It's, it is where I started to feel some issues that I had with the game because it felt like unless you were doing sneak attacks and stuff like that, which in some situations I don't know how you would have, every enemy in this game feels like such a fucking damage sponge. Like They are bullet sponges for sure. You got to go for headshots if you're going to be fighting and then you're going to be missing and getting owned because you start off with very yeah, little. And just like. I do like that the um, healing mechanic in the game, you don't have to have healing items. You can always kind of heal yourself no matter what. But at the same time, like you're taking so much damage that it's just like, God, like you're supposed to be this big badass action hero, but every little thing is kicking your ass from the soldiers to a random cassowary. Yes, that's, you heard me right, Adam. A cassowary that attacks you later on. <laughs> With glowing eyes. It's not a random cassowary. It's a mutant cassowary. Give them some respect. <laughs> Speaking of, I found 11 out of 12 animals, and I was pissed that I couldn't find that last one. I'm only up to five so far. Yeah. <clears throat> I know I got a, ti- I got a tiger, a uh, cassowary, uh, some kind of deer-looking thing, some kind of pig-looking thing. And I think the mutant dogs might have counted, too. <clears throat> There's also a lot of different collectibles in this game. You can go after, like, killing all the animals, um, finding these TV sets. Which I will say I was disappointed by when I do find the collectibles. Like, you find the TV set and nothing really happens when you find the TV sets. Mm. And then there's, like, these file yeah. folders that you can find that have, like, some notes in them or whatever. Um, which, oh, can I, can I drop another big problem with the current state of the game, though, because yeah. of that? Yeah, I think Nate knows exactly what I'm going to bring up. This game's online servers have been shut down, and every time you go to the main menu, it tries to phone home. Completely locks you out of the game for about 15 seconds before it figures out the servers are gone. And that's pretty much every time you go... Like, if you go off the menu for, like, 15 minutes and come back to the main menu... Like, not the main menu, like the the new game continue screen. I'm talking about the press the escape key button which sometimes you, you do... Yeah, as a gamer reflex, you sometimes do that when you just need to pause for a second. And then you're just staring at the connecting to Blood Dragon server screen for like a really long time. And you'll need to go through that screen because some of them like the map you can get to elsewhere. But you need to go through that screen if you want to see like the collectible files, for instance. Yeah. And like, this is the first instance of me playing a game by Ubisoft where I see why people complain about Ubisoft. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as bad as the Bethesda bullshit yet, but what what Ubisoft bullshit have you started to notice that you're getting a little tired of? No, it's just that. Like, just the way that you have to be integrated into, like, all of Ubisoft Connect to play any Ubisoft game. Like, it didn't really bother me so much when I had to do it when I was playing a little bit of, um, what's that game called? Phoenix. Yeah, Immortals. Phoenix? 
Phoenix Rising. Immortals Phoenix Rising, oh, that's the name of it. That's I, remember, a, I remember that game. Yeah, like it didn't bother me too much when I had to do that because the servers worked fine and everything loaded fast. But the game like this where it just needs you to con- wants to connect to the server every time and it can't is really annoying. And I can imagine if you have a shitty internet connection and you're wanting just to play this single player game, but it wants you to connect to the server every time you want to pause or do anything, I can see how that'd be really irritating. Um, but as far as just like Ubisoft gameplay wise, I haven't really ran into anything where, but like where I have with Bethesda okay. gameplay. So this is just technical issues, and because yeah, I did find the Ubisoft Connect thing to be a little bit of a pain because you do still have to connect to that to get your game running, even in a mm-hmm. single player game. But it was just the server being down that really irritated me because I just meant the pause menu was super yeah. useless for me. Um, but as far as the game goes, like it had me pretty hooked in. Until I got to the where it really became open world. So, like, I liked the, um, you know, like the linear progression at the very beginning of the game to get you set up to go into the open world. But then once I was in the open world, like, traversing the open world absolutely sucks. Because you'll just come into random encounters with the enemy at random points. And like I said earlier, they're huge bullet damage sponges. So you're spending this time where you're just trying to get to the objective, fighting these things in the open world that are just... It just amounted to really irritating and grindy gameplay to me. Now, I didn't feel like the enemies were all very bullet spongy, but I want to see the really heavy ones and sometimes the grenade guys were. And also, if you're using the pistol or the assault rifle at close range, they are very bullet spongy as well. So it's like if you're not getting headshots, you kind of have to switch to the shotgun or do something. Because once they get up close enough to fire at you, it becomes a real pain in the ass. So I guess the idea is don't fight from medium range you either want to be dropping down and stabbing them or else sniping them from a distance but i don't know i I felt like combat at medium range was very unsatisfying and it's been a while since i've gone back to the older far cries but at least from four onwards so like four and five and six that i've played uh most enemies go down relatively easily um you do have your heavies that are armored up and everything but you have a bit wider array of ways to go about killing them you know what i mean like you have different guns um you have more than just the the little selection you know what i mean you're still limited on what you can carry but you can decide what you want to carry there's more options gotcha and then uh yeah there's well it also helps it lend to a bullet sponge feeling to me too was like because headshot and regular body damage was so varied i have no idea what it takes to kill one of the heavy guys yeah yeah like i will say like even like that one kind of like battle early on in the game where your um, buddy was trying to do the reactor or whatever and then like you have to fight a Mm -hmm. bunch of guys in that kind of smallish room the only way i was really getting through that was by throwing grenades grenades yeah yeah grenades when i figured out to use grenades to take out the first guy in the middle i don't i won't say it made it easy but it made it survivable enough that you could start running around and picking people off but yeah otherwise the moment you pop up you basically get blasted have to hide back behind the mainframe heal they they flank you and you're toast like you can't just get through that with regular normal non. and i will say this too like i don't have a too big of a problem with damaged bungee enemies like right because i've played through doom 2016 and absolutely adored that game even though like the hell knights and barons were enormous damage sponges but there was just something that I found limited and unlikable about the combat system in this game. Um, another problem I ended up having with the game was the UI in general. Like, the way you pull up your weapon wheel in this game is you have to hold down the one number on your keyboard and then select what weapon you want to use with the mouse. 
it just felt like, why can't I just use the scroll wheel to scroll to the next weapon in my inventory fast? Like, it, like, takes time. You have to, like, either memorize where all your things are and move your mouse really quick or just use the gun you have available at the time to fight. I think you could also... Or you can learn the numbers, yeah, you could also too, just hit one, the two, numbers, three, or whatever. I didn't realize you could do that. But I never... Oh. I never got good at memorizing the numbers, too, because it's like, one is pistol, which immediately goes against everything I know from games. Even though in Doom 2016, one is also pistol. But, like, two is... I want to say two is assault rifle, which that's not true in any video game. Three... I can't remember if three or four is sniper rifle, and I was just playing the game before we recorded. One of them shotgun, one of them sniper rifle. That's a problem. Later on, on, there's a couple different weapons that you can get and swap out. So those aren't necessarily the only four guns that you get. Right, because there's that situation at the very, like, when you finally get out of the opening area and kind of start moving into the open world where you get the crossbow and have no other weapon. Yeah. Right. I thought that was fun. That scene was fun. I I agree with Nathan. I like that. that. I really enjoyed, like, the linear part of the game a lot. I'm sorry that you didn't get into the open world, but even though I had some struggles with the combat in the linear section, I also am the kind of guy that doesn't mind banging his head and die. Like, Nate, you saw me play Kadinger Sanctum when I was way too sleepy to be playing Doom yeah. when I streamed it to you, and I just kept doing the same thing over and over and dying over and over, but I was having the time of yeah. my life anyway. Like, so I'm happy to do that in this kind of game, but once it opened up, I actually really enjoyed, you know... I'm like, oh, okay, I could do a side mission. I could liberate a garrison. I could go towards the main objective. And the main objective had side missions along the way. So I thought it was a pretty intelligently designed open world. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't mind that as much as I think and you did. I, I, I don't mind the open worldness either because you guys know me. Like, I'd fall out all of those. That's my jam. But I will say uh, other Far Cry games typically give you more vehicles than yeah, this one. Yeah, a lot of freedom through you. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want to use a vehicle in this game because it felt like I was just alerting the cyber soldiers. Yeah, and and that's like for instance in Far Cry Five when you're driving around in Montana or whatever, you're dealing with the crazy religious cult. There might be some on the side of the road or whatever, and you just just run them over. Like, and mm. but it's also daytime in that game, so it's like way easier to see. Yeah, at least for me in my blind. Yeah, it's eternal sunset yeah, in this game. this game. It's always dark there. I will say it is cool, though, that the blood dragons have bioluminescence. I'm sure Dalton really enjoyed that. Yes. That's, that's yes, very nice. Yes, you yeah. also noticed that they had sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. I didn't get to that, no. Okay, well, they do. Oh, wait, the fifth the fifth thing I killed was a mutant alligator. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah, I, I walked up to an alligator thinking that I was a safe distance away to take a screenshot of it, and that motherfucker j- snapped at me. You live in Florida. You should know better <laughs> yeah. than that. So... Yeah, so what difficulty did you guys end up picking? Because I started on normal, and then when I started getting really irritated at the game, I took it down to easy and stayed irritated. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you seem like you had an issue where I I feel like this was a player game incompatibility thing where like the stuff you found annoying was just going to annoy you no matter what. Like I, I kept it on medium. I, I could see myself dropping it, but I don't think I'm going to anytime soon. I know myself. <laughs> So I played this on easy with God mode because here was my thing. Well, there did, it is. Did, did Terminator, that might be a bad example. Did RoboCop. Did any Terminator ever get killed? Uh, hmm. No, that's, RoboCop is also a bad example. Uh, but the thing is, no, I get what you're saying. Your guy was yeah. way too squishy <laughs> yeah. to be who it's he a, was. It, yeah. You wanted to you wanted the power fantasy that the game kind of expli- implicitly promises. Yeah, you. yeah, absolutely, dude. It's like no, I am Mister Action. That, that's completely valid. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, that being said, you don't want to be expendable. You want to be untouchable. That being said, though, I'm still not going to argue with the, the enemies or bullet sponges. Cause let me tell you, it's equally annoying well, when you can't die and you're like, holy shit, how many bullets are you going to eat? Motherfucker. I'm ready to yeah, move but it's on. It's so much worse when you have five health bars. And it feels like your opponent has the equivalent of 14, yeah. you know, well, that's mine, frustrating. My health went up as the game went on. Cause the more I leveled up, I would get yeah, it does. And things like that. But you do, and I feel like eventually I'm going to be much more happy with standing toe to toe. But early game is when the game gets a chance to make its impressions, and if it doesn't, if you find combat annoying, then you're oh, not going I'm, to stick I'm it out until you're really you good. There. That's what happened to Jedi Outcast but for us. Uh, I think the point of the early game was for you to try to be stealthy and get up some yeah. experience and stuff, and they don't explicitly tell you that though. Yeah. So. Not only do they not explicitly tell you that, but they begin the game with you blasting the loudest gun in the history of guns, flying a helicopter, making as much noise as possible. If you hadn't played Far Cry and you didn't know stealth was a main part of the series, which I haven't, you would absolutely think, oh, the stealth is just here for bonus so we can get some extra kills. You would think it's Metal Gear Rising, another game about being a cyber soldier that rips blue how it out of other so- cyber soldiers. I, uh, I never once used stealth to save anybody, though. Like, anytime I was like, don't alert the guards. I would run in and run over by the person I needed to save and then just stand in front of them and all the enemies would look at me and I would mm-hmm. just take them out. <laughs> I'll be honest. You did the cave mission I was complaining about like 10 minutes before recording. I stealth killed one guy, then ran into the cave, stood by that guy before anyone could shoot him and then just started fighting him from the inside out. Yeah. That was what, how I did that Easy too. To I don't think stealth was the play there. But I also didn't notice until that rep that there's a guy standing at the mouth of the cave and I think that was the guy that was always seeing me before then. So... We, we've touched on some some negatives and stuff. I would like to throw a positive out there, and yeah, I feel like I'm is, banging a little too hard because I'm trying to mesh Nathan's Nathan's uh, experience with mine. Uh, the the writing of the game, um, in the cutscenes and stuff. We talked about the cutscenes are kind of like your old school video game system style cutscenes where they're uh, pixel animate, like sliding sliding moving pictures instead of full motion graphics yeah. or whatever. Um so there's a moment in the game where the the lady in your head uh or whoever's talking to you the doctor whatever her name was Dr. Dr. Darling. Darling offers you some sort of drug that'll make you like <laughs> a better super soldier. Yes. yes. And your guys like no, it would upset the lady at home and she's like oh you're married or whatever and he goes your response is no. Lady Liberty. She taught me that winners don't use drugs. And the funny thing is, I love they show the Statue of Liberty there. And the Statue of Liberty is completely graffitied up, messed yeah. up, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. There's a pentagram on it. There's the word fuck sprayed across the front. <laughs> um, some other ones. Uh, so, okay. Let's just go ahead and get in. Well, uh, yeah. Let's get into it. Let me see the order of these. One thing I'll say about them while you're looking into that, Dalton, is that okay. the games that it kind of remind me of as far as those animations like are like Ninja Gaiden. Oh, I just thought of it one. It gives me big Ninja Gaiden and Wrath of the Black Manta energy. Wrath of the Black Manta, especially with the anti-drug mm-hmm. thing. I could get that. I have that on. I have the cart right over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a moment in this game, and I don't have the build up to it. And again, I'm half paying attention to it. I'm half watching Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. And (laughs) Rex says, shit balls, I'm burning up. And then some other conversation happens between him and Dr. Darling. And it goes black. And it comes back to a sex scene 
where Rex is on top of Dr. Darling. I'm looking at it right now. Um, and Dr. Darling says, yes. And then I can click back and forth between these two screenshots I took and you can see them humping <laughs> because the frames move and it's just Dr. Darling saying, yes, yes. So then afterwards it shows them they're laying in bed. You can see his cybernetic eye glowing and she's smoking a cigarette and she says, Rex. I don't know why she talks like him. <laughs> Rex, I never thought a cyber commando could be so gentle. Um, and she says, but you're still 100% man, at least the parts that matter. Oh, no, I'm sorry. After that, he says, I know my organs, my bones, my blood are 85% synthetic. And that's when she says, yeah, but you're still 100% man, <laughs> at least where it matters. And then she's like, oh, Rex, is this truly it? And he says, no. Not until Sloane's dead, Elizabeth. He's going to fire those rockets on every continent in the world. He's a monster, Rex. The new payload will infect everyone. They'll become prehistoric savages. Society will collapse. It, it'll it be a new Stone Age. What emerges will no longer be human. He thinks he's doing everyone a favor. But so am I. By killing him first. <laughs> she says, you saved me before, Rex. Now it's time to save the world. Cut to, like, the ne- I look away for fucking 10 seconds to look at the podcast, and I look back <laughs> at the fucking screen, and it's Dr. Darling saying this. Rex is either hearing this in his head or whatever. It says, they just had sex. If you're hearing this, it means something's happened to me. Rex, before I met you, I thought, I thought I'd never love a man again. I know you think of yourself as less than human, but you carry something more precious than your $1 billion worth of military spec (laughs) hardware. And then she said something else. She's like, more powerful than hydrogen energy cell in your chest. You carry a human soul with you everywhere you go. And you carry my heart. (laughs) Your arm now opens the high security bunker inside the compound. Go get him. (laughs) And 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 Rex, don't do it for me. Do it for world peace. <laughs> and I am like, did he fuck her to death? What happened? Did she die? <laughs> what happened? And then, oh, you, I, so I took a screenshot of the the shark with lasers attached to his head because I was like, hell yeah, that's what's a good Austin Powers reference. But the ending of this game, before you get in to fight Sloan, <laughs> this is so fucking... You go walking into this room and this voice starts talking to you like, hello, I am here for you to use as a vehicular, uh, whatever the fuck. And these lights come on. I'm going to open this so I can send this to the, uh, the stream chat. Cause you guys need to see this. You come walking into this room and this is the first thing you see. Okay. So nice. you got like Holy disco shit. laser lights and a blood dragon with something on its back. This is a bit from a, a bit of a distance away. So you're like, what in the fuck? So this thing is sentient and talks to you. You hop on its back. It's got a giant laser Gatling gun thing on it. And this thing carries you yeah. to where Sloan's at. So you just ride on its back like the beginning scene in the game. But you're on the back of a blood dragon. Just <laughs> mowing people down. See, this game makes so many awesome decisions when it can. Man, it really does. <laughs> I, I cannot get it. Like, these are the ultimate gamer yeah. lights. This like, room. I thought I had an RGB keyboard. Woo, boy. Look at those steps, yeah. <laughs> like, those steps. Those steps. Those are, those are the steps Michael Jackson set his hair on fire coming down in that Pepsi commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
But yeah, so you get to the final the final area. And at this point, dude, this is the best fucking part. I swear to God, guys. So the cutscene starts, and you're there with Salone. And you guys are talking back and forth. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna skip the cutscene. I'm ready to do this fight. I'm ready for this game to be over. I skip the cutscene, credits. There is no final fight. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck happened. I have no idea how this game ended. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, fuck. I'm not going back. <laughs> fuck it. Was, I'll tell you what happens yeah, when I please. get there. I'm just like, man, I thought surely there'd be a final boss fight. No, the final fight in this is riding on the back of that dragon, just unleashing hell awesome. onto all these enemies. <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic. But yeah, the this, the sex scene totally threw me off. And then the fact that it hinted at her being dead like 10 seconds afterwards. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it for, for what it was. Would I go back and play it again? Probably not. There are other Far Cry games I enjoy more, but it was a fucking ride. If you've never played it, I say at least give it a shot. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's a ride. I was like, yeah, it's a <laughs> ride for sure. And like, I, I enjoyed bits and pieces of it, but it was just one of those things where the gameplay really <laughs> pulled it down to me to a point where I didn't finish it. I made it to about the point where... I was supposed to be going to the dam and I tried to go there several times. I'm like, fuck this. I'm over this game. I'm done. Like, so it's one of those things where like, there's so much about it that I really, really liked, but it was just dragged down so far by issues that I had with it. I feel like this would be the kind of game, Nathan, you might enjoy just watching a let's play of or something, having someone yeah. else stream it. I mean, because it's funny because like, I don't consider myself to be terrible at FPS games or anything like that, but this one just did not gel with me with its gameplay. Oh, one other quick thing. Uh, before you get to Salone, um, you have to run through. Or actually, no, it's before you get to the dragon. This is how you get to the dragon with the thing on its back. You got to go through this, like, I'll call it a portal, uh, and prove yourself in this trial of the blood dragon style thing. So each room you go into, you're locked to using one type of weapon. So the first one you go in, it's pistol, and you have to use pistol. The next one you go in, the rifle, yada, yada, yada. You get to a point where you get the Gatling gun. Or the minigun, whatever you want to call it. And waves of dudes start running down this staircase. And all I could think about was... Ah! <laughs> and just that scene that's in like almost every serious, serious Sam. Sam game. Where he's like, well, that wasn't so bad. There was only like two of them. You Bring it on. There's surely more of you. And then you just hear an army of those guys running. And there's just a... Fuckload of the bombless head, uh, the headless bomb guys running at you. The bombless head guys. <laughs> yeah, the bombless head the guys. Bomb, the, the bombless head man is my favorite New England. <laughs> man. Uh, so, is there anything you want to touch on else? You want to give some ratings? What you want to do? Uh, I just want to say that I mean, again, like you said, it's a ride. It is just drenched in neon eighties cheese. It is. It is funny. It is genuinely quite funny. Some of the writing is. 80s funny on purpose. I feel like a lot of the menu writing was going for this really ironic 2010s Reddit humor that didn't always land for me. Like, but for the most part, when it made me laugh, it made me laugh pretty hard. And I, I've got to give it up for the writing and the aesthetics. Like, all we really criticized was gameplay related, and that's because you know the combat was on had some issues, and Nate didn't enjoy the open world part, which completely legit. But um, 
if you really just want to play this game to see it in action, that is completely valid. Like, I highly recommend, if you think it sounds like something you might enjoy, you will get at least the kind of enjoyment you want. And how many video games have a button that you can press just to make your character flip somebody off? Yeah. (laughs) This is literally one of, like, two games I can think of. I'll say the other one might be Postal. <laughs> oh, it's probably in Postal, too. I was thinking of no, Brutal No, Postal, there. you can piss on people. I don't think you can flip them off, though. Oh, that's right. <coughs> oh, man. So, ratings, then? I feel like this is going to be a spready one. Oh, uh, maybe. I have a guess on both of your scores, and I think mine is probably... Somebody else dead, start. I'll, I'll start for... Oh. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll just okay. I'll go I'll go because I didn't finish the game so my 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 opinion means the least because I didn't love or hate it I intend to finish but didn't finish it and I liked enough of what it did that I honestly think that this game was more like okay they already had all the engine stuff all the AI and stuff built for a different game this game is just a joke made in a different video game's engine and I think it's a pretty good joke like I enjoyed every element of what made this game Blood Dragon I think. I still can't give it like an 8 out of 10 based on the fact that I still struggled that much with enjoying all the FPS combat and stealth stuff. I thought the stealth was especially lacking because the enemies just turn a switch so fast on when they see you in stealth. And that just really killed it for me. Like, if it wants to be a stealth game, it needs to let you stealth better. If it wants to be an FPS game, it needs to have better gunplay. So I'm going to give it 7 and a quarter. Alright. I, uh... I... I'm the only one that rolled the credits on it. Um, okay. That being said, I, I, kind of like I've already mentioned, would I go back to it? Probably not. Did I enjoy my time with it? Mostly. It was a little tedious at times, you know. Um, but overall, like you, like like Willie just said, this is technically a DLC that's supposed to be like a joke. Yeah, but the amount of love that they put into it shows, and the uh, the love for the reference and the time. And all of the stuff that they were looking to spoof yet show, um, lo- yeah, oh, thank you, that was the word I was looking for, homage to. It's wonderful. But Far Cry's come a long way since Far Cry 3. People look back on Far Cry 3 fondly, and Far Cry 3 is a good game. They play a lot better now. Kind of hard to go back. Um, now we might talk about that on a very, very soon episode. <laughs> but uh, for this one... I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a seven. It's a solid seven. Oh, okay. I honestly thought you'd give it the highest score because you were the only one that played it long after roll credits. Interesting. No, it's it, to me it's it's a good game, but again, it's not one that I'll go back and play again. So I'll just throw it right there, Midland seven, average. It's average. For me, if I had played this when it was new and had played Far Cry three as well, I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. But like. Age is a factor here, I do think, and I don't think a lot of it aged super, super well. I think what it did well, it did extremely well, which was being funny and full of references. Um, but that does not drive a game to be a good game in my eyes. I felt like the problems I had with it are very real, <laughs> and I think yeah. that they're not going to go away for me. Yeah. I'm not going to go back to this game. I chose to stop playing it and not go back to it instead of mm-hmm. powering through to finish it. Um, I think I'm going to give this one six blood dragons out of ten um, cyber soldiers. 
That is exactly the number I thought you were going to give it. It's it's hard not to appreciate everything it gets right aesthetically, everything it gets right with the humor and the writing, and it is kind of hard to appreciate wanting to shoot the same exact cyber soldier over and over again, even after only two yeah. hours of playing. That man, that's so. Uh, and I suppose questions, my good sir. Yeah, let's jump into questions. Um, I took out all the ones that were related to Yakuza 3 for this week, since we'll save those for the actual Yakuza episode on our next one. Um, so we have two questions this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our first one comes in from our good buddy, Adam. What is the best way to play games? And I'm assuming he means by that series of games. Um, order of release or order of story? Nathan, I think that is a Yakuza oh, question. Uh, yeah, I do think that that's probably better answered on Yakuza as well, now that I think about it. I'm pretty sure that he's asking about, should we play Zero first, or should we play him in the that's, order that I think you're out? right. Okay, well, we'll save that one for next week. So, we have one question. We have one question. <laughs> and this one's from <laughs> the grumpy man himself, Jeff. So, it's a red pill versus blue pill. If you take the red pill... And this is for for video games. You'll get great performance, gameplay, and world design. But if you take the blue pill, you'll get great story, graphics, and characters. I love that this is just a simplified Mm. version of having to make this decision in Game Dev Tycoon. (laughs) It's like, what do you want to allot your developer's time towards? Uh, This is easy as fuck for me. Let's go ahead and throw that out there. It's blue pill. Like, give me a really good story really good characters and everything else I can deal with to a certain extent. But you give me a game with good performance, good gameplay and good world design, but there's no story. The graphics suck and the characters are bad. Why would I want to play it? Um, I think this is a very easy question as well. And I take the red pill because no matter how good your story, your characters or graphics are, you cannot make up for that with shitty gameplay. If your game sucks to play, I do not care about the story. I'm not going to get through it. Like I'm making this decision just based on gameplay alone, because this game we played this week had all the makings to be a wonderful game that I was going to cherish and love. And it drug it all the way down to where it was with middling gameplay, not even bad gameplay, middling gameplay. So like, I would rather have a game that is fun to play rather than if I want a good story and good characters, I can read a book or watch a TV show. I can't get the the gameplay from a TV show. And if your game has shit world design and that too, like here's a good example of a game that has decent performance, great gameplay and great world design. Okay. Graphics. Okay characters and okay story, but it's really pulled together by the gameplay and world design. That is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild or Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which are both fucking fantastic games, but I don't think anybody's writing home about the story or the characters of those. I don't know. The characters are beloved in that series. They're beloved, but why? They don't have personalities. (coughs) They have, the, they have the thin skeleton of personality. Unfortunately, what I was about to say was very, very similar to Nate with a completely different example. Uh, I was going to say if you have great gameplay and great world design and don't even have good performance, you end up with Shadow of the Colossus. Is someone going to argue against that? And here's the other thing. You can have great stories. If your performance is shit, I would never have put performance as one of my most important things until I played Starfield. 
<laughs> fair yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, Shadow of the Colossus, the original PlayStation 2 game, runs at 30 frames per second with really heavy fogging. It's basically the PS2 version of an N64 game. Yeah, but... And yet it really runs on gameplay and world design. Did you? Yeah, but at the time, that game was fucking beautiful. Okay, I, I will say it did have graphics going for it as well, but like, there are two named characters, one of which... There are three named characters, one of which speaks. So you can't even give it a character or thing. The story is... I mean, you could say it's told through environmental yeah. storytelling and one plot twist or whatever, but it's not that. It's pretty thin, you know? But graphically, yeah, I would agree that it is uh, a screenshot beautiful video game, if not one that always blows your mind in motion. Yes. And uh, to the developers of Shadow of the Colossus, please remake that motherfucker and release it on PC. Thank you in advance. Yeah. I think there was like a PS3 remake that like runs at 60 frames without all the Yeah, and there's one on PS4 as well. But like, I just, I want PS4, it on PS4. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Here's a game that had good graphics, a good story, and good characters that the performance also made it so I never finished it back on the PlayStation 1. That's Legend of Dragoon. That game took 30 minutes to load. <laughs> yeah, I've always heard the load times were rough in that. Yeah, so it's like. I never finished it because of the performance, honestly. But I really genuinely think gameplay and world design are my two most important factors. Like, you can yeah. put graphics wherever you want. I've never been a graphics whore at all. Like, yeah. I have problems with games that are old, not because of the graphics, but because of the gameplay. Like, there's games with terrible graphics that I will still go back to and play. Like, I I do appreciate I think this also jumps into me and Nathan being big fans of Metroidvania games, because those are games that live and die by gameplay, especially platforming feel and combat feel and world design. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's all you need to make a great Metroidvania. Where, and maybe that's why you don't like the genre as much, because they're typically quiet, lonesome games without a lot of character development. That could be, because I'm like Mr. RPG. You know, it's, I, I really love RPG games. Um, But on the... Also, I can't believe music didn't make the goddamn pills. That would have made things a lot harder. On the, on the other fiddle... Um, or on the same fiddle, excuse me, like on the blue side, <clears throat> visual novels and stuff are going to fall into that yeah. one. Um, and I personally really enjoy visual novels, but I also like reading books and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, I don't play visual novels often, but when I do, it's because I'm in the mood to read, not play a game, if that makes sense. So I'm there for the story. That's a whole different I, I, situation I think- though, really, but it does fall under the blue pill. Yeah, I think visual novels are a valid genre form, but I don't think it's very likely that a visual novel will ever make, like, my top ten games of all time, either. Like, will I play a Phoenix Wright game and have a great time? Sure. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be my favorite game I played that yeah, month. Like, the the next one that I'll probably dip my toes into, well, I have two that I want to try. One is The House and Fate Morgana. Um, mm-hmm. But Kana got me, and I might pronounce it wrong, Clanad. Mm-hmm. Um and that's apparently super, super good. So I'm, I'm just interested in checking that out as well. And then you, you guys need to play Doki Doki. I've played Doki Doki. I would like to play Plus for the podcast so we can do it together yeah, at some point. That's but, oh, that's right. It's Nate that hasn't played it. Yeah. Nate, you need to play yeah. Doki Doki. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I get where you're coming from too because like, but here's the thing. I have like I've just never played a game with great story and characters that had shitty gameplay that I really liked. Because like you can talk about how RPGs are really good, and they are. But like I wouldn't have liked Dragon Quest Eleven if the gameplay wasn't fun. You know what I mean? Oh, I cannot wait to hear what you think about Neptunia games. <laughs> 
Oh, it's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic and possibly a train wreck. That is, and I, I can't wait. That is definitely one of those series that I think there's the most potential for us having the biggest clash on ever. Because like I can see us really not getting it at all. Yeah. But I can also see us getting really. And I feel into like it, on so that episode, we'll if that is the case, I need to have somebody like Adam on here to be uh, at least. There's one other person who feels the way I do about Neptunia games. <laughs> we can make it a tag team tables match. <laughs> yeah, brother. Um, so yeah, that was our only question for this one, I suppose. So then, yep. uh, <laughs> at least we got a good discussion out of it, at least. Oh yeah, totally. And uh, it just means we have a bunch of questions for Yakuza. So yes, it does. Um, yep. So. And feel free to continue submitting those questions if you'd like to stop by the Discord. The URL is something someone else knows, yeah. not me. I will Don't. bust that out here in just a second. But before I do that, um, I do want to say that there is some polls going right now over in the Discord as well. Ah, yes. Um, Bit.ly slash TSMP Discord. Uh this is a really good poll. I've sticky to note about what I think. You're talking about the short game poll, especially because this came from a short game poll. We finally had to dip into that yep. well. And uh, the, the new short game poll, your choices are. I need to interrupt before Sim- we get into that. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Yes, of course. Um, there's two new additions to the show questions that oh, were posted right. while we oh. were recording. The first comes from Team Retro. Oh. I see you recording in there. No question. Just want to see if this message makes the show. Carry on, good folks. There you go, Mikhailov. And the second <laughs> one dick. comes in from Jeff. Hey, you bitches. Love you. We love you too, you grumpy fuck. <laughs> Those were technically not questions. You're both banned from the Just Discord. Three <laughs> Race Hell Praise Dales each. 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 <laughs> okay. So... The short game poll in the Discord. Um, right now, the new one that's up, because the last winner was Far Cry Blood Dragon. Um, Who the fuck are the oh, players? shit. If last winner was Far Cry Blood Dragon, then the new poll is up, then I need to pick the winner of this poll, but there is no winner because it's a tie, and then I need to make another poll. So anyway. Well, I guess that these will we'll put in a little extra time for tie-breaking yeah. for this one. Let people uh, get so the vote on. So when you hear this episode, Break this tie so I can make another poll. I really enjoy making polls. Um, you got Sinmora X or EX, whatever you want to call it, um, which is a shoot 'em up, right? It is a horizontal scrolling shoot 'em up, yeah. I believe. Uh, and we have never that? covered a traditional scrolling shoot 'em up. We've played twin stick shooters before, but never a uh, side scrolling yeah. shmup. So every every one of these games has something interesting to me. And if we were going to do shoot 'em up for the for the show, I wanted one of our first ones to be either Sinmora or Astabreed. I feel like they're very approachable yeah. whereas some of those games like I don't want to throw Ikaruga out there as the first one, you know, it's just uh so you got Sinmora EX uh Sega Bass Fishing, which we've never played a fishing game for the show either. Especially not one that we all super love, so we should probably play a fishing game at some point for the show. <laughs> So yeah, Nate's joke aside, we've had nothing but fun with fishing games. I can't imagine that changing any. So if you pick a fishing game for us, we're just going to fish and love it. And we're probably just going to bullshit all episodes because there probably can't be that much to say about another fishing game. But it'll be a relaxing week for us. Um, The next one on the list is not one I have on Steam. So I'm assuming this is something I got free from Amazon or something uh, called Etherborn. Etherborn. Now, Etherborn is a physics puzzler. The last physics puzzlers we've played for the show were Talos Principle and Portal 1 and 2. We have not gone wrong with a beautiful physics puzzle yet, so, hey. 
Plus, I could absolutely make the intro to that. Either bone. <laughs> well, now you can't because you blew the fucking no, joke. I didn't sing the rest of it. It's oh, like edging them. Just gotta just take okay. take your your finger and your thumb. You know what I'm talking about, listeners. <laughs> I think they're so they're worth they're worth edging D, for miles. Miles edge worth the D choice. <laughs> Get it? The D uh, is Injustice: Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition. This is a superhero fighting game from the Mortal Kombat yes, people. It's, it's actually, I mean, if you like Mortal Kombat, it plays exactly like that, so it's fun. Uh, and then. I know Nathan and Dalton had a lot of fun with Mortal Kombat's 10 and 11, so I can imagine that would be fun. We haven't done a fighting game since King of Fighters 02, so. I don't even think Nathan was on King of Fighters 02, so I don't think he's been on a fighting game this second. Oh, yet. shit! Well, that'll be, that'll be fun if that wins. And then there's The Hex. This game is by the developer of Pony Island and Inscription, so you know there's going to be more than meets the yes. eye. And apparently it's about six characters, and each one has their own gameplay genre and their style. Man, see, uh, not to give too much away, but that reminds me of Inscription, and that's super cool. Um, yeah. So that's the good... It's like, I feel like Inscription and Pony Island are both games you want to talk about less. Just tell people, just yeah. play it, just play it, just play it. Don't look, don't, don't, don't learn anything, just Absolutely. play it. Absolutely. So that's, that's the current short game poll. Um, and then the fan-picked poll currently is Grid 2, Avernum Escape from the Pit, Mortal Kombat Complete Edition, Unreal Gold, and Mega Dimension Neptunia Victory 2, uh, which, shockingly, Neptunia is winning. Followed by Unreal Gold, no love for Grid, not a lot of love for Avernum and Mortal Kombat. I think... Which game is Mortal Kombat Complete Edition? Is that so, like Mortal Kombat 8? I believe so. It was like that is the beginning of the reboot storyline. Right, okay. So it starts there, and then it goes to Mortal Kombat 10, then it goes to Mortal Kombat 11. So it would be nine. It's Mortal Kombat nine. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so there's that, and then the the, uh, the quickly the retro video game poll: Jersey Devil for the PS1, Toe Ball number one for the PS1, Donkey Kong Country two for the SNES. WCW vs. NWO Revenge for the Nintendo 64, Adventure Island 4 for the NES, and Super Noah's Ark 3D for the Super Nintendo. And Super Noah's Ark 3D uh, is winning because of that badass trailer. And that, that has got to be the yeah, only reason uh, that game is winning as hard as it is, is that thing Dane made. Dude, the people making campaigns for the ironic picks of bad FPS games have been killing it in yeah. our Discord. Both that and Duke Nukem Forever had fantastic yeah, campaigns. Dane and Master so Luke going hard. We might end up doing both. And if we do, I'm pr- I'm fairly happy with that. I love an yeah. FPS. Oh, we're definitely going to end up playing Duke Nukem and Super Noah's Ark. Like, there's no, Duke Nukem has already won. So yeah. I need to change where it says next up Morrowind. That's not true. It's next up Duke Nukem Forever. Um, Oh, man, I get to make a new poll for this, too. Wait, what? Soon. Because next is Yakuza 3, and then after that will be Duke Nukem. Oh, so then, yeah. uh, oh right. man, I might get to hear your reaction on a Neptunia game sooner rather than later. But that is the most recent mainline game, so it's not nearly as uh, bare bones as the some of the original ones are. But anyways, okay. let me get the... But that's also a one-vote margin, so if you want to come to the Discord and... Maybe get us to play Unreal Gold, which, wow, that is a game with a sad story behind it, with Epic completely not taking care of their property at all. Oh, man. Yeah, Unreal and Unreal Tournament. That's just sad. Um, where, what am I looking Oh, there it is. I was looking for my show notes tab, and I'm like, where is it? I can't find it. All right, so, <clears throat> house cleaning. 
If you would like to join this Discord that we're talking about, I'm going to give you the link one more time, bit.ly slash TSMP Discord, all capital letters. That'll get you a link. Come join. Vote on the games. Check out the other sections for the Discord that's like Yab's Pod. You got the section for Revival and Extinction. You got the section for Team Retro. Come check us out. It's a, it's a fun community. And even if you just want to be a lurker, hey, we appreciate all the lurkers. We have a bunch of them. And like... Kudos to you guys. Uh, link to the website bit.ly slash the Steam Machine Podcast, capitalized phonetically. Most important because it helps me pay the light bill. Patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. And if you donate ten dollars or more a month, one for one for one one dollar a month, get to the episodes early and ad free. Uh, which I say ad free, but. They're all ad-free nowadays. So if you just want to support the show, you can give it for $1 a month. You get the episodes early. Also, if you donate $10 or more, you get that plus all the extra episodes that we release that you also get for the dollar. But you also get your name read out on each and every episode like these wonderful people. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the 7th of Juniper. Jeff, the original expendable Mr. Syllables, old Jeffy Lube. Ari Sir Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction. And his blog in the Discord. Again, come join. James the Steam Machine. Hall, modern hall. Team Retrogue. Go check him out on YouTube. Mr. Puzzles. Dane himself. And Chad the Mad Lad. No C in his goddamn name. La- Schaefer. Yo, he made his neck veins bulge out when he said that, too. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I just want to point out that if you if you uh, donate even a dollar to get the Patreon uh, version of the episode or to donate to get it early, it means a lot to us that you want to hear us so badly that you either want to throw us a dollar just to support us and say, hey, keep doing what you're doing, or that you want to hear us early. Like, that really means the world to me and makes it so much easier to keep making the show to know that people are enthusiastically listening to us. Like, that's so cool. And you'll, you'll hear us reference the Patreon section, and that's because uh, each episode... Uh, we do a little section that's for Patreon only, and we talk about whatever. Either, either it pertains to the episode that we're going to go to, or it's just, let's talk about food because one of us is hungry. <laughs> or if one of us is not feeling good, talk the- about anything but food. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be that we would just record our chatter for a little bit, but then we realized, hey, you know what? We could come up with a topic and just have some bonus content. And yeah, it's kind of focus it a little. Like this time we talked about 80s movies and stuff, obviously. Yeah, so definitely definitely worth it. I think it's worth your dollar. I appreciate your dollar. Um, and if my appreciation is worth a dollar to you, then yeah, patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Uh, shout out to Yab's Pod. We are currently on a hiatus, but the show is not dead. It's not see you later it's see you down the road or no it's not goodbye it's see you down the road as the wrestlers would say um and then the jrpg report shout out to the jrpg report come check me out there you want to get a shirt for the steam machine podcast yeah pod or any of those you want to get a shirt for nile the nightmare uh tsmp productions.threadless.com and if you want to check out my music nile the nightmare.bandcamp.com please leave a five-star review on iTunes, that would be very nice. And on Spotify, just give us a good review, however that shit works. Much appreciated. Helps us out in the algorithm. Yada, yada, yada. Boys, is there anything that you want to plug before we get out of here? Nope, Bruce. Uh, if you can find Super Blood Hockey on sale, it's pretty good. Maybe I'll go check a key site or something. Well, Wink. I- or we'll play it on Parsec. Then you can try before you buy.
fair, fair enough. Yeah. I want, I want to plug, when we're done editing this episode, we should probably play some Phasmophobia or Blood Hockey, because I would enjoy that. Word. Well, I don't even know if I'm going to edit this tonight, because I have to oh. work tomorrow. So, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. For okay. the Destructo Bros! My name is Dalton, and as always, guys... Okay.